The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. God has so loved His Son, eternally loved His Son. The thing that I struggle with every day is, can I actually believe that God loves me as much as He loves the Son? I, I, I find myself going, no, but maybe I can get good enough that He might. Next on Life Today, speaker and author Dudley Hall joins James in wanting you to start living amazed. It is such a joy to welcome you to life today. I'm Betty and I are just thrilled to be here. I'm James Robinson. You know, years ago, Betty, God uh, led me and, and I was doing the Crusades, the Coliseums, football stadiums. And the Lord led me to become a servant spokesman to serve other ministries. But one of the things he said, Betty, that was so clear, and I want to be sure you hear this. He said, I want you to call the family in the family room and help them get to know the father. Well, we've been doing that for so many years with many guests who talk about the incredible transformation that God's redemptive work accomplished in them. And we've helped them in all their ministries, and we'll continue to do that. But God really put it on my heart when the book Living Amazed went out that it is amazing that I would live amazed. I'm the least likely. Uh, when you consider my background, and here's the thing, if God can use me and I live amazed and see an amazing impact on people's lives. With divine encounters, you can too. So the Lord led us just to call a family share time here. Real special emphasis right now on how everyone, you, can live amazed in His presence. I think you're gonna really be blessed by what we're sharing. Thank you for watching. I've really come to understand the love of God. And I don't think most of you and even here, really understand how much he loves you. And I think that breaks the heart of God. I remember even when Betty and I first started dating, and, and uh, you know, I was a pretty effective preacher. She said, I can't believe I got to marry you. She said, I, God, I just don't know how much I love you. I'm getting it. And I love you so much. You know, everywhere I go, I try to be a witness. <laughs> Just in the last few days, I was visiting with one of my board members. And by the way, we're, we're talking about living amazed. And uh, I'm actually in what is a series of teaching uh, moments with people who came and said, I want to spend several days with you just and over several weeks talking about the Lord. And uh, that's what we're doing. And these are people that live here in our area that just said, James, we want to spend time with you in the presence of the Lord because we want to live amazed and we believe you really do. And we don't think they're just supposed to be a few people that live amazed. And see, so since I live amazed, and I feel like I'd be the last one likely to live amazed, if I can live amazed, the shyest kid on the planet, and be used 
what could he do with any, any lump of clay that gets in the master's hands so he can shape us into a vessel of honor? And when I think about that, I just think, well, you, uh, you can all be this way. I mean, if God could use a kid that wouldn't even eat lunch in the school cafeteria, because I was too shy and I wouldn't make a report in a the class. They said, you got to get up and give a report. I got a zero. And I was so shy and God called me to preach. And you'll read in the book, Living Amazed. And I really hope you get it and read it because listen, the book, Living Amazed, wasn't written to sell books. It wasn't written to talk about me. It was talking about the God that lives in this lump of clay that would seem so unworthy and unlikely and he just flows his life through this vessel, this ordinary vessel that didn't have anything going for me. I mean, I'm the kid when they pick teams because I moved 17 times in 10 years so people didn't know me. I had some ability, but nobody knew it. So when they pick teams, I mean, maybe you've been there and you're the last one picked. Did you ever stand there and the last one picked? And you wonder if you get picked. Hey, I didn't a lot of times. And I walked off by myself. I didn't get picked. God picked me, picked me. It's unbelievable what he can do. do. Do you know what really opened my heart to know how much he wanted me? I mean, I was working in a grocery store when I was 12 and, and I worked hard. I read a lot of books, you know, little biographies for children of famous people. My, my teacher, I was competitive. My teacher had a bookworm class. And she said, if, if you read a book, you put a little circle up here on your bookworm and we're going to see who have the longest bookworm. Man, my bookworm went about halfway around the room. I passed everybody reading those books. You know one why? I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little appreciation. But it was good for me to read about great people in, in, in you know, children's language. And so here I am, this kid that nobody picks, and I'm in this grocery store, and I go over and pick up a classic comic, and it was a classic comic on the life of Christ, and I, I, it's like yesterday, I remember standing there, I flipped this thing open, and there was Jesus being baptized, and Jesus came up out of the water, and there were these words, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, and I stood there. And tears welled up in my eyes. And I thought, I've never heard that. Wouldn't that be great if God said that? And the night I was led to Christ, when the teenagers gave their testimony at the pastor's request, because I was only there for that night on a visit, and they talked about Jesus. And I heard the Lord say, when the pastor said, would you come and give your life to Jesus? I heard the Lord say in my teenage heart, if you go and do that, I'll be so pleased in you. And I wanted to go so bad, but I was so scared. Man, I'm, you're talking shy beyond description. And I didn't even stand up. I just gripped the chair, the seat in front of me. And all of a sudden I was conscious there was someone standing by me. And I turned and looked up and it was the pastor's wife. And she was holding her glasses because her tear, tears flowed so freely, her glasses were dislodged and she had to hold them. And trembling, she put her hand on my shoulder and said, James, don't you want to go to Jesus? And I said, yes, ma'am, but I'm afraid. She said, I'll go with you. And that night I went forward and I gave this shy kid to the Lord and I had to go back 
to my broken home. It's a whole another story, so to speak, about how I finally had to leave that home because the alcoholic that raped my mother, when she conceived, came back in our home and turned it into hell. And he tried to kill her. The only reason he didn't is when she passed out, he thought she was dead. And then he came in to kill me. And I almost shot him in self-defense. Now, the God that filled my life when I became a Christian and then when I was called to preach lives in me. When I was sharing with this wonderful board member, trustee of Life Outreach, I've been ministering to him since he was 20. He's, he's 51 now, very successful. And we were just spending time together and he said, let's go to this little country restaurant in central Texas and let's eat. And we went to eat at that restaurant. And as we were sitting there and the little waitress came over, I noticed that she was tall and attractive. And I watched as she waited at the tables, there were the men flirting with her and she was so nice. And when we got to the time to get our receipt, our bill to pay it, I looked at her I said, hey, what's your name? She said, my name's Hannah. I said, that's a Bible name. She said, I know it. That's where my mom got it. I said, well, my name's James. That's a Bible name too. And I didn't have a father. And I told her just a little bit of my story. And I told her about living amazed. I said, as a matter of fact, I've written a book like that. I want to give it to you in a few minutes. But I said, can I tell you how I've been praying for you? ever since I saw you and I saw all these people hurting with, I said, you know, you're going to be pretty easy for guys to chase. And she's grinning. She's just pretty as she can be. I said to Hannah, Hannah, here's how I've been praying for you. And if you'll let me, I'm going to pray it with you in a few minutes. I'm praying that God will give you a man that will always love Jesus more than he loves you because that's the only way a woman, a girl can be loved the way she deserves to be loved. It's what every girl's heart longs for. And she had tears in her eyes. And I said, can we pray? And right there in that restaurant, we prayed. And I'm going to tell you something. Glory was filling that restaurant. I went out to the car. I got the book, Living Amazed, brought it back in and wrote her a sweet note and handed it to her. I don't think I've ever seen anyone glow like that. I promise you all over that central Texas town, all over that restaurant, glory was flowing. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are a priceless treasure. And that's one of the reasons that I'm talking to you right now. I want you to know how much God loves you I want you to know God wants to love through you. And if you will get to know his heart, he will love through you. I want you to turn to John 17 right now. And I want you to see what must happen in our life beginning right now. John 17. This is the Lord's prayer. All right, look, I, I want to say it, the the. The Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, now listen to me, how, how it starts. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Next phrase, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Do you get that? 
But if you don't really get that, then we're not going anywhere. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. There's no way his will is done on earth, period, until his kingdom comes and we commit to the kingdom life. And his kingdom is where? In us. We are not saved to get in that kingdom. The minute we're saved, we're in that kingdom now. Not when we die, not when he comes. It's not the final kingdom where all opposition, pestilence, every disease, everything is gone. No more enemy, no more attack. But the kingdom presence of that father and all the power of heaven, it comes in us right now in this temple, in this earthen vessel. And if you understand, you weren't left here to get out of here. You were left here to be a witness for Christ of the reality of the kingdom. Jim Hilton's written some great books about the kingdom. I will put your website up on the screen right now, Jim. They can do it. Dudley Hall has a website. There it is. He talks about the kingdom all the time. Sheila Walsh, I think, writes about a book a month. You are amazing, <laughs> Sheila. And you are so full of truth. She talks about the kingdom. Now, I'm telling you, there's so much there for you, but get this. Here's, here's the thing I want you to see, and we're going to continue this. Look at the prayer of Jesus in John 17. Think about this a minute. By the way, if you're at home, wherever you are, get a Bible. In a motel, hope you got a Gideon Bible there, okay? Find a Bible. Get something to write on. Go to John 17. This is the Lord's Prayer. He's not only praying for those disciples, but he makes it clear in the prayer. He's praying for those who become his disciples and become believers because of that testimony. So he's talking about us. In the very first verse, Father, the hour has come. Glorify the Son that the Son may glorify you. You've given him authority over all mankind that to whom thou hast given him, he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life. Eternal, now, eternal life starts the moment you experience the life of Christ in salvation. And we're going to be talking about who is in that family. That's going to be one of the entire programs. How do you know you're in the family, not just in religion, not just a part of a religious group, but you're actually a child of God born again of the Spirit, redeemed, transformed, converted, a new creation. We're going to talk about that. He's given us eternal life, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, he continues to pray for us. And one of the major emphasis here, and I think this is so absolutely important, he wants us to know the Father and be one with the Father as he is. Now, I mean, I'm telling you, that's a supernatural reality. You and I can be one with the Father as He is one with the Father. Sheila, before we came out here, you pointed us to a verse in this prayer that really jumped out at you with power. I want you to share that with our viewers and the people here in this television audience. It's John 17 and it's verses 22 and 23. And Jesus said, I've given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I'm in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me, but this is a bit that blows me away, James, and that you love them as much as you love me. Why does that get you? 
the father's love for the son, there is no greater love than the love that exists between the father and the son. But to think that broken men and women like us, that God looks at us and that same love he has for his son, that's how he feels about us. Does that say something to you, Dudley? <laughs> yes, it does. Because there's, there's nothing that transforms us like being loved. Uh, we live in a religious world that's always trying to tell us to be better, to do things to get God to favor us. And we carry our own little internal scorecard, hoping we'll get better. Maybe God will love me a little more and give me a little bit more blessing. But uh, the only thing that's going to transform us is to know that we are loved. And God has so loved his son, eternally loved his son, because the son is part of the, part of the Godhead. And yet the thing that's unbelievable, the thing that I struggle with every day is, can I actually believe that God loves me as much as he loves the son? I, I, I find myself going, no, but maybe I can get good enough that he might love me a little bit. But he, he loves me like the father, as much as the father loves the son. And when God talks to us, James, when God speaks to us, when we hear the voice of God, it will be the echo of what the father said to the son. You are my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. It always has that flavor to it. It will always sound like that. And if you think you're hearing the voice of God and it doesn't have that sound to it, you're not hearing the voice mm -hmm. of the father. You're hearing the deceiver. Yeah. And by the way, one of the things we're going to track toward in these coming uh, times together, these days, is uh, for you to become aware of which father you follow, the father of lies or the father of life, truth and freedom, and what spirit controls you, the spirit of love, joy, peace. We're going to talk about that. Even before we get to that point, we're going to discuss how you can know that you have been born from above and that you are not just in a religious community, but you are in an eternal relationship with the living God who is your father and you have been born into the family of the redeemed. We're going to continue to look at John 17 in the next program. I don't think there's any question you're being blessed as are all the people that fill this studio and we're going to be communicating uh, like this with you for the next many days and weeks, uh, really uh, throughout the year. Uh, you're going to learn what it is uh, to live in the powerful presence and the divine enabling, the anointing of God, which is for everyone and, and you can live amazed. Uh, you're going to see very clearly which father people are following and what spirit is controlling them. Uh, also, what spirit is controlling the world? Which father do people follow? The father of lies or the father of life and truth and freedom? What spirit? The spirit of dissension, strife, division and destruction and even death? Or the spirit of life and love and peace and joy and all the fruit of the spirit? You're gonna learn that very, very clearly. Now, here's the thing that happens in the life of a person who's being controlled by God. We want to release his life and his love to people all over the world. Not just talk about it, but in action indeed. And this is an opportunity we have right now to put love in action and see lives totally changed 
by the power of that love. And I know, I believe with all my heart, you're going to be excited to participate in it, to release the love of God in a way no one can deny that gives life. Watch closely. War and conflict are predominant in the short history of the world's newest country, South Sudan. Villages are routinely attacked. Innocent families flee for their lives as their meager homes are burned to the ground. Those lucky enough to survive the ambushes have nothing but the clothes on their backs as they wander in search of safety. Parents are desperate to find food sources for their children and often go without so their children can go to bed with a little food in their stomachs. As the years pass, surviving family members band together and do whatever they can to survive. In 2015, the Life Outreach Mission partners working in South Sudan met one such family. Leek, along with his father, grandmother, and older sister Nayagut, were living under this tree. The family's main source of food was the wild fruit growing in the tree. As the fruit from the lower branches was depleted, Nayagut began climbing the tree, higher and higher as needed. She bravely and sacrificially tried her best to provide for Leek and her family. Recently, the missionaries returned to that tree and sought out Leek, Nayagut, and the rest of their family. Although they now had a simple hut to sleep in, heartbreak and tragedy still plague this family. Nayagut had passed away a couple of months prior, most likely as the result of malnutrition. Leek says he misses his sister, and the mission team was heartbroken by the pain and hopelessness evident in his eyes. As famine and starvation sweep across South Sudan, families such as these fear for their future. The grip of this crisis is tightest on the children. Leek and many other children just like him need food, and they need it now. That is so powerful and so true. Betty, we have to have the love not only of that little girl, his sister, that precious daughter, but the love of Jesus that put him on a cross. Did you know she was climbing through long thorns? Very dangerous to get up there. You have to wonder if she may not have actually been giving her very life, trying to keep the rest of the family alive. Her brother was actually wearing his sister's dress there at the end. And you know what we can do? And I believe every one of you watching me right now are gonna to wanna to do this. We can express the love that she was sharing, gave her life because we have a savior who gave his life to give us life. And the life that he gave us is to flow like a river of love all over this world. That's the power of the good news of the gospel. So it's not in word only, but in demonstration. Would you please right now give that family and thousands, we found 400,000 in similar situations. There are 20 million people right now, the largest number in history, the UN says, facing starvation. We can't touch all of them, but each one of us can touch some. 30, 50, or $100 enables us to touch three, five, or 10 children with the love of God and give them a chance at life. Would you right now go online would you dial that number, please? Would you say, I'm gonna help save the lives of 10 or five or three? There's a level you can help us with. 
Some of you will want to sponsor a school. Once we get them stabilized, we start feeding them at school so we can help train their little minds and give them a great future. Love changes everything. But God is looking at a vessel through whom he flows that love. You are one. Would you release it right now? We have some gifts to bless you, but you're gonna be sharing the greatest gift, the life and love that God offers through us. Please go online or dial the number. Make the gift God puts on your heart. And thank you for doing it. In impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is ready. With your support, we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of Sudan, as well as Angola and Mozambique. With all of our previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you my Daily Word devotional. This box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read, reflect, and renew yourself through God's Word with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive Carrie Job's newest music project, The Garden, along with the Story Behind the Garden companion DVD. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children. You are going to be greatly blessed by Carrie Job's incredible music, The Garden, the Daily Word seasonal devotionals, just to get you in the Word and the Word in you, which is what we're doing with the Living Amazed sharing, which is going to go on for many days and weeks. If you'd like to have the book, Living Amazed, because God wants us all to live in His amazing grace and His supernatural enabling, all of us can. So if you'd like to have it, say, James, I'm going to share love. Would you mind sending me a copy of that book? Because I do want to live amazed. Well, Betty and I say thank you for joining and thank you so much for sharing life. Tell your friends to watch life today. I think they're gonna to begin to grow in grace and knowledge, love and truth, even as they watch life today. God bless you.
when planning your future, keep their future in mind. Contact Life Planning Services today. Tomorrow, Sheila Walsh welcomes Carrie Job. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.